Hey guys, how's it going? So this is going to be the weirdest podcast intro because I'm actually in my car driving to the studio because we're filming all week with the legendary Gary Willis recording or filming a, a course for you guys. It's going. In fact, we're we're actually filming two courses. We're filming a course and we're filming a like a master's program as well, which is something completely different that we're doing. Uh, super exciting stuff. But uh, so that's why everything's a little bit ghetto. The intro of this podcast. Anyway, I just want to introduce this week's guest. We're going to have Brian Woodell on the on the show, who is bass player for actually one of my favourite ever artists, Devin Townsend, who I'm a massive super geek, super fan about Devin. So it was super exciting. There's a lot of supers going on there, isn't it? It was really exciting getting Brian on, and you're going to hear all about how he transitioned from guitar to bass, um, you're going to uh, find out about their on-stage sound, they don't have any amps, it is all in ears, you're going to hear about that, and much more including working with Nolly from Periphery, um, because he was the producer of their last album. Now, without further ado, I'm going to hand over to Nick and this week's podcast guest, Brian Waddell. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the SBL Podcast, we're just catching up with Brian from the Devin Townsend Project who's about to embark on another tour. Um, this one's the Psychic Warfare Tour. Have I got that right? With Clutch and the Obsessed? Sounds right. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it sounds yeah. pretty uh, menacing, that one. Man, I can't wait for that. I love Clutch. I think they're so awesome. Like, seen them so many times, and right. it never get boring. <laughs> so <Yeah>. good. <laughs> so, um, so what can we expect from this tour? What's the plan? That's a good question, actually. <laughs> We're... Uh, <laughs> We're still trying to figure that out, what uh, what songs we're going to play and everything. So it's like we, we kind of got back and everybody went their separate ways. And it's uh, just been like, so what are we doing now? <laughs> so, yeah, we'll have uh, I think in the next week or two, we'll we'll get it all together and figure out what songs we're doing. And um, yeah, it's it's all a mystery at this point, to be honest. <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about your history with, with the group? It goes back quite a way now, doesn't it? In bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I've played uh, with Devin Townsend Band. I, I played guitar in that band on Accelerated Evolution and Sincestra. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Devin decided that uh, the band was going to be no more and we're just like, everything stopped. And he's like, okay, that's, uh, we're going to just, we're done. And then he decided he wanted to do the four record thing. And then we ended up kind of doing a, a switch of instruments. Dave went from keyboards to guitar and I switched over to bass. And originally it was supposed to be that I was going to play guitar and Devin was going to play bass. And we started learning the songs and with Ryan and um, we were sitting there and he, Devin knew the songs already. It's just like, well, why don't I just play the bass? dude? It's like, so it just kind of evolved into that. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it's been an interesting journey from switching from guitar to bass. That's that's for sure. It's like, I mean, coming from a guitar player perspective, you're just like, uh, oh, bass is super easy, right? It's like right, that's sure. gonna be it's gonna be so simple. And then I went went on to it, and it was just like, whoa, okay, completely different animal. I have no idea what I'm doing. All the gears different. Everything's like uh, the approach is different. It's like, uh oh. Particularly <laughs> so style of music, I think you have a lot more responsibility than maybe in other genres, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it's like I mean, it, it's. Uh, I think the best, the best thing that I've ever heard about a bass player is nobody notices them until they stop playing or they screw up, and it's just like it's, 
you, you I mean, on, on guitar, you can kind of get away with little flubs here and there, but on bass, it's just like, oh man, okay, that's that's the wrong note, <laughs> or, or you just, or just something just stop playing. It's just like, what happened? Where, where is it? <laughs> so, yeah, it's been an interesting journey in that sense of the sense of everything. It's just like, wow, it's totally not what I expected. That's for sure. But what's been the hardest part? Do you find you're still thinking like a guitarist at times, or are you definitely in bass mode when you want to be? It's uh it's funny because there's there's times when I can lock in and think like a bass player and then there's other times like if I've been playing a lot of guitar I'm just like so into like that frame of mind it's that you really have to switch and just go whoa whoa okay wait a minute what, what am I doing here what am I trying to accomplish and it's it can be kind of confusing at times <laughs> actually it's like it's I mean on one hand it's a, it's made me a better musician because I understand all the parts much much better than i did before but uh yeah it's like trying to actually like think like a bass player sometimes you're just like whoa okay that's like you really gotta <laughs> twist your brain around it and it's like okay i'm not getting it right now <laughs> it's still still to this day it's just like still kind of a mystery at times <laughs> how, how about the technical challenges that come with playing bass how have you had uh, has that been a, that's been a smoother transition or it's that's actually I mean I found playing that playing was not too bad other than it's just like uh you really have to like dig in more I found on the bass like it's like yeah it's it's much more physical than than the than, uh, than the guitar but uh as far as like like switching over from the two it's it's just bigger I find it's you just have to use more strength but other than that it's I I find it fairly similar but yeah it's not not too crazy. <laughs> and what's Devin like to work with? He's great. I mean, I've known him since high school, right? So it's like it's I, I don't I don't even consider it work most of the time. I, I should probably because it's like it's serious thing to do. But yeah, sometimes that, that's the way. Yeah, you're too close to the guy. That's the thing. But I mean, he's like he's he's pretty casual, dude. When he's yeah. doing anything, so it's like I mean doing writing with him is it's it's super easy he's such a creative guy and it's just you know it's just it, it i've never had a problem doing anything with him it's it's always been I've, I've known him for half my life and you know we've we're still great friends so that that speaks volumes right there it's just like he's a solid dude and it's very easy to work with it's fun too very fun that, whenever so. i've caught up with him he's been so dance worth and just easy to get along with and then you listen to yeah. music and you see him perform and you think wow where did that come from yeah yeah he flips a switch for sure it's just like on stage dev and off stage dev is pretty pretty different people but it's like they're still genuine but it's uh yeah it's just like he he tones it down a little bit off stage <laughs> still bit of a weirdo though he's always he's always gonna have that <laughs> Always have that side to him. <laughs> so, what's it? How does he present the music to you? Is it a more, very collaborative thing, or is it kind of? Um, usually, it's like usually what he'll do is he'll send us a bunch of demos, and we'll just kind of get a feel for what the record's going to be, or what kind of sound he's going for. And you know, he'll, a lot of times it'll be like thirty demos, and he's like, just you know, listen to it. And some of this is we're not going to use, so you go through it all and. I like this, I like this, and we'll kind of pick what we like, and then we'll start working on it from there. And th with the last record, it was a little bit different because um, before it was, it would just be he would present us with songs and just be like, okay, play 
this and you know he'd, he'd really guide us with the parts and be like i want it to sound like this but over the last little course of things he's let us kind of take uh take the reins with our own instruments and be just like okay you guys you know what i'm trying to achieve sonically so just you know do your best and if i don't like it then i'll probably say something but he he kind of lets us do what we want now in for the most part i think uh yeah i think it worked it uh People seem to like Transcendence, so it's hopefully we get to do it again. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. sound, as you mentioned there, the sound on that album, I think, is incredible. It's really crafted. Yeah, that one, he, he, uh, him and Nolly, they really worked hard to get uh, to make it like a really sonically good record because I think he was disappointed in, in stuff he'd done in the past where it's just like it sounded great at the time and he listens to it after and is like, that's not what I was going for. It's not the sound that I wanted. So I think that uh, I think he was more happy with this last one, where it was you can really pick out the instruments and, and hear everything. Yeah. So it's uh, I was I think we were all pretty happy with that. Where it was just like, wow, that's it sounds really really good. I'm proud of that one. So yeah. What was it like working with Nolly? Mentioning him there. I mean, is another example he's, of a guy who's switched over to bass when he's had to in his band. And yeah, I mean, job on it too. Yeah, what an insane player too. It's just yeah. like the the ideas that he has. He's he's very much like Devin actually. He's just like a super creative guy and super easy to get along with. He's 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 really really nice. You know, all the periphery guys were we always got along with them. So it was like we'd done tours with them before I'd work with them. So it was it was a pretty natural yeah. thing where it was like okay, we're just like let's just get to work and you know, it's like it was it was a uh, actually Transcendence was probably the the quickest album I've ever done. It was just like, I was done in probably two days. It was, went so fast. Yeah. It was like no problem at all. That was really, really, really easy. So that was nice. That's <laughs> <laughs> a bit like your setup in the studio for that album. Yeah. What did I use for that? I used, um, I used a couple of Sadowski bases, which was unusual for me because I play Spectre. I and, uh, yeah, it was, Spectre, really. It was, uh, that was more Devin, he, he had kind of a sound that he was, he really wanted to have on that record. And it was, I, I was cool with the Sadowskis. They sound, you know, they're great basses, yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm still sticking with Spectre. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we experimented a bit on sounds with that one. And uh, I didn't, I, I don't know what Nolly yet, he used a bunch of plugins that uh, I don't even know what he used on there. He just started adding things and I was like, there, there, that sounds cool. So it was. I'm not exactly sure what he used for uh, to get the, the the sound that he did. I, I I just let him kind of do his thing, and I played. It was just like, okay, make it sound good, man. So it's yeah. I I I honestly, like I said, I I'm not exactly sure what he used on that. You'd have to ask him that. That's he was he was in control. Yeah. Oh, best let him do his thing. That's <laughs> uh, the thing. I was like, I, I trust him. You know, I was like, I I know he's a great bass player and he gets great sound. So I was like. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I'm, to ask yeah. <laughs> totally, yeah. especially in the, especially in the studio too. Right. It's just like, it's a different, different animal than live where, where it's like, where one sound works live, it, it might not necessarily translate onto the record. So it's, yeah, I'm just, uh, when it comes to studio stuff, I'm like, okay, you guys are the experts. Let's, let's just make it sound good. And I'll, I'll play, I'll play it well. <laughs> How about we live? What are you going to be using for the tour? It's funny, this one, uh, I don't even think we're going to use cabinets on this one. We're just going to go direct. And 
I'm using a bunch of dark glass pedals and that's basically it. I got, uh, I'm just, I have a volume pedal, a B7K, a B7K Ultra. Um, I've got the dark glass compressor and a tuner and that's about it. It's really, really simple. I'm just going direct from the pedals straight to the board and yeah, it's a incredibly simple setup. It takes about two minutes to plug it all in. Okay, I'm ready to go. Let's let's rock. So, yeah, it's like, and even the, even the guitars, they're they're going direct as well too. So it's no cabs. It's going to be a. If if people are watching from side stage, they're going to hit a lot of drums. So. I'm <laughs> no, about to say, yeah, how's it going to feel for you guys on stage? It's weird. I mean, we use in ears, so it's not too bad. You still get the you still get the thump in your head. You just don't get the push from behind. It's rumble, so it's yeah, yeah it's it's. I, we've done it before, so it's like I'm I'm kind of used to it. It's just uh, you don't get that that rumble where it's like, oh man, I'm not you know totally rocking here. But then the PA is going over top of everything. Nobody's nobody's even going to notice that we don't have cabs. I would hope so. <laughs> what kind of relationship do you have with the sound guys when you're on tour? You obviously put a lot of trust in them with that setup. Yeah, yeah. The the guy that we've got right now, Stanley, he is amazing. Like this. Uh, We've, uh, in past, I've, I've just kind of just like gone up with my sound and just been like, okay, work around this. But with him, I've, I've, uh, I've really tried to be, okay, what do you want? What do you, what am I missing? And you know, what, what could I add to my sound that, that would help you out? And, you know, he's, he's given me a couple tips here and there, but it's, he's, he's generally just like, he, he wants to make us sound good and take what we do and just like make it louder. So he's uh, I, I've never worked with somebody as as professional and and as good as he is. As he's the best the best sound guy that we've ever had, and I think he might be one of the best out there. It's like it's funny. Most of the bands after we're done playing, they're just like, "Who's your sound guy?" It's like, uh, "Now nah, you know you you don't know him. You don't want to know him. <laughs> we, <laughs> we don't want to get him. Don't don't want to give him away." Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned earlier on that. Devin is, is very different kind of off stage as when he is on stage. Is, is there a kind of a ritual you guys go through to get into, into character as it were? Uh, I mean, the only thing that we really do is just like, we put on like uh, old eighties tunes like Van Halen and like kiss and rat and kind of things like that before we go on. It's like, we all grew up in the eighties and listened to like Judas priest and stuff like that. So we'll, We'll put that on, kind of get us pumped up and drink our Red Bulls and do the fist bump. And <laughs> it's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> it's, it's pretty, not, nothing super exciting, really. Right. <laughs> We're how, pretty bored. As the tour kind of evolves and you, you, you get through these gigs, do you sit down and think about last night's gig or the gig before that or, and analyze it like that? Or do you just let it happen? Uh, I think we used to do that a lot more in the past where it was, you know, we were, you know, was still, still kind of new to the whole thing and, and learning how, how it worked. And you just, you'd watch videos and be just like, okay, that looks stupid. And that part didn't work. And, and that now I think we've seen enough of ourselves where we're just like, okay, I know what I look like on stage. I know what I sound like on stage. It's just like, it is what it is. And it's like, if people like it, cool. If they don't, well, they're never gonna like it so whatever <laughs> yeah it's i don't know i think uh i think the that um i don't know i think if if you if you try and think about it too much you're you're 
I don't know, you, you kind of lose the just being in the moment and it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I'd rather just go out there and almost not think about it in a way. Cause then I feel too much pressure. I think then it's like, if I can just go out there and just have fun, that's like this, that's what it's supposed to be to me. So that's, yeah, I try to do that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the best way, man. Just go out and enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, most most nights anyway, and then you'll have that night where the wireless doesn't work or something. You're just like, oh god, this sucks. It's taking forever. It feels like every song's like 400 years long. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been using the wireless stuff? Uh probably about yeah, probably only about like two years now, around somewhere around there. Yeah, it's like it can be interesting. I mean, it's like it's definitely handy when it works, and when it doesn't, it's just like. <laughs> just get me a cable, man. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want right. it. Uh, it could be a uh, frustrating times. <laughs> what was the initial uh, reason for doing that? Was that something that, that Devin just wanted to to have that freedom for for wireless? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's nice to be on stage, but like, you know, sometimes you'll cross over, especially like uh, if I'm going to Dave's side and he's going to my side, then you know we're getting in Devin's way with our cables and he's like, uh, there's been times when I've, I've tried to go back and he's like stepping on my cable and he's singing and he can't really move. So I'm just like, I'm stuck there. And it's just like, <laughs> this sucks. Man. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's nice to have the freedom to just be able to do what you want and be able to go where you want and not have the, somebody stepping all over your cables. <laughs> Did you notice any difference in tone? I mean, and some people say that you lose a bit of something not having the cable. And even the, some of the wireless systems I've seen have this kind of cable simulator. Little yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Like I've tried a couple different systems and, um, it, it all, it, everyone varies. There's always little differences where you can, I mean, you can set things on them to get them closer, but it's like, it's never going to be exactly the same as a cable because it's, it's wireless. So it's, you're going to lose a little bit, but I mean, for the freedom of being able to, to move around a little bit, I'll, I'll take it. So <laughs> it's, you know, the general, general population is not going to really notice little, right. little things like that. I mean, the musician guys would be just like, Oh man, it's like, you lost a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it's going to happen with them anyway. They'll be at the back. Oh, you could have done it better. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to your relationship with Devin, I'm really interested to find out more about how you guys, what it was like for you. You mentioned you've been friends for a long, long time. Yeah. Watching his career kind of get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, I mean, what was that like? I mean, did you always think you were going to be a musician without Devin or was that something that just kind of happened what? alongside his you know kind of progression? It's funny because I remember growing up and like, I, I think I met him when I was probably about like 13 or 14. We were about the same age and he was already like playing like really intricate, like Steve Vai, Malmsteen stuff. And I'm learning like smoke on the water and I'm just like, well, I'm never, ever going to be as good as that. So I'm just like, I just started focusing on like writing songs and that was like, okay, I'll be a songwriter, you know, and it, it just kind of we kind of lost touch for a couple of years. And then I remember going to the store one time and it's like, I've seen this, uh, guitar magazine with him and Steve I on the cover. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that's, that's Devin. <laughs> like, what the hell? And we just, we, we kind of reconnected after that. And it's like, it kind of gave me the inspiration to, I mean, up and being from Canada, 
it's hard enough to get out of this country being a musician anyway. So it's like, it's uh, you, you pretty much think, well, it's, that's not going to happen. And everybody's telling you well, that's not going to happen. You can't do that. So seeing that he actually did it, uh, it kind of inspired me again. I was like, Oh, it, it can be done. And, and so I really tried working at it again. And it was, it, uh, it paid off because he saw what I was doing and it was just like, we, we knew each other from a long time ago. It was an easy transition to be just like, Hey, why, why don't we start a band? And, you know, it just kind of progressed. Without him, I don't think that I would have gotten to where I was. Actually, I know I wouldn't have because it was it, it was seeing him being able to pull it off and and being inspired by that, that it was just like, wow, OK, like I, I respect the hell out of him for for being able to do that and, and showing everybody else. It's like, no, it's this you can do it. You just have to try hard. And it's like, yeah, good point. <laughs> it's, so, yeah, it was that was really, really eye-opening to to watch that happen. And, and you know, like sitting at home with my, my parents knew him too, and we're sitting at home watching him on Jay Leno and stuff. You're just like, what is happening here? Like this, this kid used to like, we jam in my garage, right? <laughs> like it's, it was surreal to, to see that happen and, you know, to see where he's gotten now and people like think he's the greatest thing out there. It's like, man, he's, I don't blame you. I, I thought he was back then, too. <laughs> <laughs> you also mentioned bands like um, Van Halen and Judas Priest being a big influence on you. Yeah. yeah. What influences you now? What motivates you to carry on doing this job? Uh, it's fun. I, saw, uh, I went and saw Mastodon the other night, mm-hmm. and they're, they're one of the, the bands that I think is, is uh, I mean, I'm not a huge prog guy, which is funny because I'm in the, the prog genre, but I'm not really big into it. But I think with them, I, I, I love that kind of style where it's just like, they, they take something and make it super musical, but, uh, they really write. It's, it's about, it's always about the song and not about just being like, Hey, check out me. I can play 400 notes a minute. And it's like, they, they add such musicality into their songwriting where it's just like, I, I respect the hell out of that. It's like, I, I think they're one of the the leaders right now for me anyway. And, and another band I saw recently too, which I gotten into is a band called Avatar. It's like, um, they incredibly, incredible musicianship again. And the showmanship is watching them live. I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. It's a, again, inspiring to see something where you're just like, Oh, that's new. I haven't, I haven't seen that yet. That's different. And I like it. You know, it's, it's, I'd say those two right now are the, the bands that I listen to most is, yeah, they're like, uh, incredible musicians, like I said, and, you know, really, really great songwriting and they put on a great show. It's, I don't think you can get much better than that. Really. It's, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like, I find, I find, a lot of the new bands too, I'm not, not super, super into. It's like, uh, I think I'm just getting old too. Part of it's like, you know, you, 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 you get jaded and you're just like, where's the Judas Priest, you know? It's kind of like, it's hard to capture that kind of excitement as you get yeah. older because you're yeah. at a completely different stage of your life. Right? Exactly. Right. It's like, so it's nice when, when, when a band does come out and it does capture, capture you again, you're just like, you, you feel like that you're you're young again and you're just like yeah that 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 feeling yeah yeah so it's it's cool that there are still bands out there doing it and ones that i can still appreciate at this old age (laughs) (laughs) 
So what's next for you? You've got this fantastic tour coming up. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're doing, uh, we, we get, I think we're done on New Year's Eve. I think we finish on New Year's Eve. Wow, really? And, yeah. And then, um, then we're home, I think, for a while. And I'm sure there's been rumblings that we're going to start writing a new record. So, yeah, I'm assuming that that's going to be the next next uh, leg of our journey. Unless somebody comes up with a tour and puts us back out there, <laughs> which I wouldn't doubt. <laughs> I was about to say that. You guys are out all the time. Yeah, this this year has been... Uh, it's been really, really, it's, it's, I don't think we've toured this much ever, which is, I like it on one hand. Cause it's like, I mean, we're getting, we're getting our music out there and, and you can see it going up. Things are progressing, but on the other hand, you come home and you're just like, you've lost all, all your relationships with your friends and family and everything. It's like, who are you? I haven't seen you in a year. <laughs> it's yeah. like, remember me? <laughs> <laughs> well, people often talk about coming off tour is the hardest part. Just, getting back yeah. into day-to-day life yeah it's uh i mean it's 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 a weirdest thing when you open the door and you go into your place you're just like all of a sudden it just kind of hits you you're just like i'm home what do i do now like i mean because there's there's so much stimulation on the road like everything's always happening it's yeah. just like every day is a new day and it's just like new experiences and then you go home and you're just like Okay, yeah, now I'm back home, I'm on the couch, everything's the same as when I left. It's just like, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do with myself? It's, it takes, I don't know, it always takes me about like three or four days before I can feel like I can just be like, okay, I can attempt being human again. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. <laughs> do you think it's getting easier to, to create that kind of home from home feel a little bit when you're on tour these days? Well, especially this year, it has been because we've been in and out so much. And a lot of them we've been doing like, uh, I think we probably went to Europe like probably six times this summer. So you just say you go for the weekend and you come back and you're, it, it kind of helps to just be like, ah, oh, whatever. It's just like, I just went away for the weekend. It's like, don't, never mind. It was a nine hour flight to Europe. Right, sure. <laughs> it's just like, you're just like, I don't know. It feels, it, it feels easier to come home these days I'm finding anyway because it's I think just the the amount of times that we've been doing it it's just kind of you, you get more comfortable with it but if you're if you're doing like a month on a month off month off it, it kind of starts and stops and you're just like you're you're constantly trying to figure out where you are in your life you're just like I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully there'll be a new album in the works yeah yeah any clue as to what direction Devin might be heading in next i'm curious at myself because (laughs) i think i think he's got a couple of things written already which uh i think i think he's probably i wouldn't doubt if he has like a full album written of what he wants to do and then i think i think what the plan is is what we're going to try and do is he's got one record that we're uh, going to try and do that he has. And then we're going to try and do the same kind of thing with transcendence where we write one. Mm-hmm. That was, that was the talk, but uh, I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not. It's we still, I'm, I'm sure, in, I'm sure once we get on the tour and we start get going more of that, will get uh, hashed about and figured out. But uh, yeah, it's kind of the loose, loosely based plan right now, I think. So <laughs> Do you, do you find that being on tour is quite a, a healthy place to come up with ideas? And... You know, it's funny. I 
I never get to write really when I'm on tour because it's your guitars are always packed. They're in the trailer. So you, you never really get to play them too much other than when you're like sound checking and stuff. But I find when I get home, as soon as I get home, I, I'll like, I'll leave it for a day. And then the next day I'll wake up and I'll start playing. And I, I always come up with like a ton of ideas and just start recording right away. So it's, I think you just take the experiences or at least with me, I take the experiences home with me and then just like, let it sink in for a day and go, okay, boom, let it out. <laughs> and it's like, try and uh, capture what you can anyway. So it's, it's, I think it, I, I mean, it's got to help you having all those experiences every day. It's got to help you with your writing. It's, you know, it's, I would assume it's like, seems to help me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, really exciting, man. Really looking forward to the tour and then can't wait to hear what you guys come up with next year. It's going to be cool. awesome. Yeah, man, I'm uh, pretty excited myself. It's always a surprise with him. <laughs> okay, guys, um, another ghetto outro for you. Uh, I'm still in the car and still driving to the studio. Um, but I just wanted to give a massive thanks to you guys for, you know, as always, you, your continued support of the podcast here at SBL. And, uh, and just to let you know that we've got even more amazing guests on the uh, on the way for you guys so just keep on tuning in every week and uh, and we'll keep on bringing these for you anyway i'm going to skip off guys because i've got to uh, got to get to the studio and get to work take it easy and as always i'll see you in the shed